You're listening to the Horrified Chicken Podcast. Warning, spoilers, and explicit language. Okay. So, tonight, we watched the 2017 film, It Came at Night. And, tonight, we have special guests. Two special guests. We have Sean's cousin, Mike. Say hi, Mike. Hi. And MC. Hey. And they watched the movie with us. All right. What do you want to talk about? The movie that we just watched. Okay. What do you want to say? The movie that we watched that I thought I, I discovered when we put it on that it was the wrong movie. Because I thought we were watching what was that? Nightbreed. Nightbreed. That's what you went to the video store for, they and then have I put it. on. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> I texted you. You texted me as I was cleaning the house because Mike was coming over. <laughs> I don't know why you have to clean your house when I come over. You oh, know, it was pretty. It was really gross. We got we got two dogs and three kids. <laughs> yeah. that needed to be cleaned. It was gross. Um, yeah. So let's just say this was a slow burner, right? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I generally don't like, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad because normally, like, because she had me watching some trailers beforehand, and I'm like, she's like, this one's kind of slow, and I'm like, no. Normally, I need to. That's why I wanted the other one because it seemed like from the trailer that it was like really actiony and mm. stuff was constantly going on. At least that's what the trailer made it seem like. Nightbreed, it picks. It's like starts very fast and then it slows down. Like I'm not gonna lie, it took me about three times to get through because I fell asleep. But did you watch the director's <laughs> cut? Yeah. Yeah, but I've seen the it, original. Oh, all right. Yeah, because she said like because we looked for it on the on the Fire Stick and it all oh, that's all was available, right? It was the yeah the director's and a couple cut. episodes ago I got in trouble because I rented the I rented the director's cut and it had extra scenes and it ruined. What movie was that? The remake of Poltergeist. Yeah, and she was uh, she was I was pissed. mad. Yeah, because yeah. it did. The extra scenes were unnecessary, and it just made the movie slow down, and it kind of ruined. Well, I don't. I can't comment on that because I didn't see it. But well, you would have if you got the right one. <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah anyways back to yeah so it, at night, or it, it comes at night or it comes at night it started off pretty getting right to it right i mean we see the grandfather we find out to be the grandfather of the family that's living there right we know there's a real disease because sean and i were debating whether maybe it was a psychological thing or if it was actually like a real disease and there's definitely a disease that's killing people yeah yeah i thought it was going to start out you know from the uh from the start of it, I thought it was going to be some kind of, you know, post-apocalyptic zombie uh, replay like they've been doing constantly. But it was yeah. good to see that it was just a disease that didn't necessarily reanimate the dead, but it still was there. There was still that fear of reanimation or of spread from the dead. Did you did you see in, in, the, in the son, what's the son's name? Uh, Travis. Travis. In his room, he had that painting and it yes. had the skeletons killing. And that's yes. what I was thinking. I'm like, this is... That's exactly like what I was thinking. That it's going to be some sort of zombie type of yep. thing. But we never saw anybody so, come yeah, back. Yeah, it from may the dead. it may have been. Yeah, I mean, I because guess they that's burned the, biggest, the dead. Yeah, we don't know, and I guess that's part of the the um, the whole point of the film is that they didn't know either. I mean, no one had no idea how this how this disease was transmitted. Yeah, they're they're wearing yeah. gas masks and cleaning their hands, but they did it save them at the end? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. The people no. who came and they saved, they didn't do anything. No. They didn't clean themselves. They wore bandanas instead of gas masks. And we don't know if they were actually infected or not. And there was just no information for anybody to find out anything because society obviously had just broken down. Right. 
Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, so we start with the grandfather. He's sick. They have their gas mask and their rubber gloves and everything. And basically the father, Paul, um, puts him down. Yeah, I he guess puts him down. Just how it should he be. He wheels him out in a wheelbarrow, but he's got a pillow under his head. That's he's gotta true, be, yeah. you got to be comfortable <laughs> going to your death, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, oh, picture. shit, we don't want to give Grandpa any more bruises. No. I'm not really sure why they decided to also, like, put the pillow over his face and shoot him. Well, I think that, the yeah. I, think, I was thinking, yeah, so. Yeah, but you, you just cover his face with a sheet and just shoot him. Why waste the pillow? Well, that pillow was disease. Yeah, that was Grandpa's pillow. That was a pillow. disease I don't pillow. think they were using that pillow again. Yeah. That was getting burned That's with Grandpa. That's what you give to the one that you want to get the disease. You're like, here, use this pillow, guest. <laughs> now stay in this room. That's what all hotel pillows are made of. Yep. Disease pillows. Disease pillows. <laughs> yeah, so that that starts off that way. And then uh, after that, where we kind of move. We meet uh, Will pretty quickly after, right? Will is yeah. uh, the father yeah. of another family. who's He's in search of supplies and water well let's say too there's there's the house is all boarded up yeah yes absolutely and you see the you see like a picture of the house you know a lot of scenes from it showing that it's very barricaded except for this back door i think it's like a back door and there's like two there's like the door outside and then there's like probably like what like a mud room yeah or something. like a double security and then there's the red door and the they wake door. up at night because they hear someone trying to get in. now this i i thought was kind of fucked up because um, Will, as we find out, like he says after he gets caught by, by, uh, Paul, he didn't think anyone lived there, but still it's at night. Would you be, you know what I'm saying? Like, would you be banging into a door that's locked at night like that? I don't Desperate know. Desperate times, Sean. Desperate times. Uh, yes. I understand that. And he explains that because he's looking for food and water, um, for his family. That's what, 50 miles away. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Sense. Well, I, I feel like in the event that somebody was there, I think I would be breaking in at night. I wouldn't go in the middle of the day because people are, you know, not and about. They're, well, no, no, I mean they're, they're um, what's the word I'm looking for? Awake. Vulnerable, vulnerable yeah. oh, when they're yeah, asleep. Yeah. So if I'm gonna break in, I'm gonna break in at night because you know nobody's. Yeah, gonna be but I'm also gonna me. play devil's advocate and say that he knew that there were people living in that house because an important scene in the film was a little bit after that when they come in contact with Will and they talk about the fact of the smoke from burning the grandfather. I mean, yeah. they, they made a pretty obvious point of zooming in on how robust the smoke was from burning. So someone would see him. it and be like, and, and Sarah even says that, like, do you think, do you think they think saw the do smoke? You think, do you think, do you think he yeah. saw the smoke? Absolutely. Plus, I mean, I wouldn't be breaking in. I would probably hide maybe like watch scope yeah, the house absolutely. out the next morning, see if there's any activity. And then if you truly didn't think there's anyone there, then I'd be busting down the door. And plus, the dog—they had the dog. Um, what was the dog's name? Do we Stanley. remember? Stanley. Stanley. Dead dog. Which we all knew <laughs> once they. Once Stan- they. Once, they, once, uh, once Travis had a uh, little love for the dog, I knew it was going to. Yeah, die. and I think that was Grandpa's dog, right? It was Grandpa's yeah. dog. Yeah. You yeah. know what? It should have been called Disease Dog because if it was Grandpa's dog, it was probably just a disease carrier. But that's probably how they all got sick. It was from that dog. Or was it immune? No, or it came back dead with disease. It came back bitten. I think it was, it was diseased. Dis- it, was it was bitten. Sick. There were like significant teeth marks on that. There were on that dog. I just saw blood. Yeah, I just saw blood in like a discolored area and like him. bloody fruit. Yeah, and they yeah. and they just said like he's really sick. They didn't say like he didn't talk. They didn't show a scene where Paul was talking to his wife on the side or anything, saying like, 
Yeah, he was he was sick, but he was fucking something. You know what I mean? Like I think they would have they would have showed like a side scene, maybe not in front of Travis. But something but definitely got him because when the dog left, that's what they implied. There was like he was barking and then he stopped. Gosh, I just wish they would have showed us a monster. I wanted to see something. Yeah. Like I really wanted to see. All right. Well, so let's something. let's let's move on where um, Will gets in the house. Yeah. There's a shot fired, I think, at some point, right? Yeah. At, at Paul. But anyways, Paul gets the upper hand on him, gets him down. Tapes him to a tree. Yeah, knocks him out. Now, I want to ask you guys, registered nurses, right, nurses, uh, you get knocked out like that. How long are you out for? It depends on how hard you get hit in the head. Where you get hit I mean, he did get cracked in with the butt of a gun, which is probably like So some... you can really knock somebody out like that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh. You can hit him hard enough. He I looked mean, like he got hit square but, in, on the forehead. I mean, the time the time lapse, we don't really know how fast he did it. I mean, it looks like he was pretty fast about it. Because right? I was thinking the same thing when he was wheeling him out. I'm like, man, how long was this guy out? Because really, I don't think you, you're you not going to be out for like five hours. You're That's gonna, what I was You're going to be out for about maybe 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes and then yeah. you're going to come too. Huh. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It must have been quick. I mean, they're obviously pretty prepared for a situation like this, obviously, when they they nailed him in the head and all of, everyone's running to get rope and duct tape and, yeah. you know. Sticking him on a tree. Yeah. yeah, and that's what he did. So Paul puts him out on the tree. And he put a there. little weird baggie on his head. What yeah, was it looked that like, a, looked like, like a burlap or burlap canvas bag. bag. Yeah. It's very like Silent Hill. Like, yeah, seen the it looked the like the triangle like, head guy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was very reminiscent. I don't know those. Yeah, well, whenever you would play, like... whenever you'd play that game, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm fucking out of here too." <laughs> I, I I didn't like video games that were horror, movies that are horror, anything like that. Um, so he stays out there. It seems like at least overnight, 24 hours yeah. or something. Like he's overnight. Yeah. that rest of that day, can, he's yelling through his gag. He's, yeah, he's yelling now. Travis can hear it, or they imply that he can hear it at night. And Travis he's... has fucked up dreams. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, wouldn't you? No. I mean, you've seen your grandfather no. sick like that. I would not have those dreams. Just saying, I wouldn't have them. All right. Um, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I'd, I'd sleep like a fucking baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, could you have slept hearing that guy out there? I yeah. mean, no. we know what it's like to sleep with this fucking dog yeah, that's no. been on the podcast a hundred times. We would have been like, be quiet out there. Yeah. Shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> Because that's what we do to Higgins. Thanks for making that edit. Oh, sorry. Um, Be quiet out there. Shut up and be quiet. Just for Sean, a nicer edit. I would not be able to sleep hearing that. I mean, I guess you have to think about the fact that, like, it's life or death in this world at this point. And I'm just speaking from an annoying yeah. Point. Oh, well. like, the dog whimpering because he wants to eat yeah. pisses me the fuck off. Now oh, some does, guy yeah. out there moaning, I'd be like, geez, shut up. Well, then you go out and bitch slap him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take the burlap bag off. Did you ever see it. that movie, uh, The Beach, with Leonardo DiCaprio? The Beach? Yeah. Oh. And there's a guy who gets bit by a field? shark, and everybody's like, they don't oh, want yeah. like society and stuff, and everybody feels bad for him at first, but then like after a couple days of him whining you know like crying because he's been bitten by a shark he's slowly dying they're just like move him away from the camp keep him quiet like that's what would happen you would just be like i don't want to hear it did you ever see that movie no that's a good movie. that was pretty good yeah that is a the book too that's it's where he finds movie. the marijuana field yeah. and stuff like that yeah that's pretty good hmm. that's a pretty good movie um so we go to the next day and paul 
is going to go out there, interrogate him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, He's got his gun. He takes... He, does he have a mask on at this yeah. point? Mm-hmm. He does, because he thinks that he's probably sick. Well, he takes it off when he's talking to him, though. Does he? Uh-huh. When he sees his eyes, right? Isn't that yeah, what it was? Yeah, something about see their his eyes. eyes they turn black. The eyes and the fingernails. The fingers. Huh. That's why he always checks the fingers. Maybe it was like the black plague. Is that what he was doing? Yeah, they get like little nodules on their fingers, it looked like. I mean, I almost feel like it was like a, a like a leprosy that was spreading them. Yeah, a leprosy. Like, that's, or... a, that's what it really seemed like, because if it was that easily transmitted, I mean, leprosy, That's that was the fear with leprosy. You just was, That's them. why people were isolated and huh. put away. But didn't you just it's... rot with leprosy? Yeah. Like, I want to know what would happen if we let them go. Like, yeah. what would happen if we just let them, just let them, you know, like, see, get to the end of it? Maybe I mean, they it, would be cured. Uh, yeah. Do your body parts really fall off with leprosy? Like, they rot, yeah. They so you get, like, off. a gangrenous kind of rot that, um, like, makes your appendages fall off in some cases. But usually you die of sepsis before you your body can't handle All the, rot. the rot. So your blood gets infected. People and still get you, leprosy, you get, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, in, like, very underdeveloped countries, huh. they get leprosy, but... Um, I mean, that was one of the biggest fears in the world at one time was that leprosy was going to destroy the world. Well, how? what's the fix for leprosy? Once you get it, is there no fix? Penicillin. No. Do they <laughs> just, like, have to cut, like, all the... I would think I have to. Is it like Game of Thrones where you get somebody to scrape all that shit off? scrape all the dead (laughs) shit off of your body. Um, (laughs) The dragon scale. And then they are like eating a bowl of freaking porridge while Uh, you're... (laughs) That was one of the greatest transitions I've ever seen in television. MC, you guys need to know the cure for leprosy in case Sean and I get it. What if we get it? How will you fix us? Mm, Let's see. Hey, it actually is nodules that start on your fingers. Look at that. See? Uh, all right. Oh, well, well, we'll move on. We'll we'll come back to the leprosy. We'll see if we can figure out a cure. <laughs> oh, treatment is multi-drug therapy. All hey. right. Drugs. I would think you're probably yeah. You have to be on. Maybe one of them's a penicillin. Show you your right. Okay, we go. You should be a doctor. I should be a doctor. <laughs> I've diagnosed myself many times. Yes, this is true. With, uh, I could have a podcast. I could have a pod- <laughs> I could podcast just on all the ailments that I've, you know, things that I know I've had before. Heart yeah. attacks. Oh God, heart attacks. He has can- heart attacks cancer like of everything. once a month. I think a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. How's just- the cephalus doing? <laughs> it's all right. Since you guys gave me that cream. <laughs> um, all right. So we he and Paul interrogates Will, and Will is is telling him he does ask him, do you know of anything that's going on? Where'd you come from? He's he's very he he doesn't trust him anyways. He doesn't trust anybody. But he's like, oh yeah, he came. What's my kind of guy? Yeah, fifty or eighty miles, and you didn't see anything, right? You didn't you didn't come across anybody. You don't fifty know miles, yeah. You don't know what's going on. And he says he has a family, a yeah. wife and a son. They live with his brother, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of a he says something about a brother, up. yeah. Living with his brother, and Paul is worried that they're in the woods. Waiting. Yeah, like they're gonna, you know. Possibly ambush. Ambush, right? that's the word I was trying but, to But uh, he needs yeah. to be convinced. Basically, yes. Paul says, look, you got to convince me, and if you do, he's got a jug of water. I'll give him some water. Give me a sip. And he convinces him, and he yep. gives him some water. And then they go for a drive. Yep. Yeah, well, they have a conversation. Doesn't, doesn't Paul have a conversation with Sarah about yeah. it? Yeah, Sarah yeah. and Paul have a And that's where we talk about the smoke. I mean, that's where they bring right. up yeah. the, the moment on the smoke, and then he says that he's going to go there for three days. And make sure that they don't have any signs of this illness. 
Because the, um, the grandfather had turned in a day. And a half. And a half. Yeah. <laughs> and a half, sorry. Don't forget about half. <laughs> you know. I thought it was a half day, but then you guys were like, oh, a day, and then Mike's like, day and a half. Yeah, well, he said a day and a half he turned. Day and a half. Yeah. Okay, you go ahead now. Me? I'll let you take some lead here. Go ahead, MC. Go ahead. What do you got to say about this? So what happens next? They're in the truck. Next, they're driving down with the truck, and this was actually an interesting point because it didn't seem like they were driving for very long, but as they were, later we talked about, we thought we saw something in the woods. We did. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we would have went back and kind of slow-moed it just to see. Sean, go back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know if it was But we didn't say anything. We didn't say anything. We all kind of, Mike brought it up like towards the end of the yeah, movie, well, right? And he's like, did you notice there. anything in the woods? I'm like, oh, I kind of felt like I saw a monster, but I think it was just a log and I don't want to be paranoid. But I thought it was like, you know, like the Wizard of Oz where you see the, you know, they talk about the munchkin that's hanging in the back and yeah. you watch for it and you're like, is that it? But it really wasn't even there. It looked like a crouched over yep. person in the woods. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, it was colored to match the brush. So it was tough to say if it was really a person or if it was just the movie making us paranoid or if there really was, you know. Just adding something. to the paranoid of the whole movie because that's yeah. really what it's about it's oh, just main being theme. paranoid yeah. yeah yeah so i mean they're going and it was shortly after you saw 10 miles thing. out they were 10 miles out and uh you hear a shot and the truck goes right off the road and as uh paul's getting out he sees somebody or he gets down the glass breaks in and he climbs out of the truck crawls under and he ends up shooting this guy who comes into view and um there, I don't know where the second guy came in though. There were well, two you guys. when he was underneath, you kind of heard like a scuffle, which was like because he was under the truck, so you hear that like like someone jumped on there, right? Mm-hmm. Is that it, Mike? Or did it make it down to another sound? <laughs> Sounded like, <laughs> did, did it sound like whoa, whoa. Sound like you were garbling some balls on that. <laughs> but, right. I would say like I <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> Um, but no, they it did. Have, there was a sound that implied someone had jumped into the bed of the truck. Jumped into the right. bed or out, jumped out. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was. It was uh, out. Will yeah, it was Will who jumped out and went after the other guy. Yeah. Which is it's. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of a weird scene because it was it was in comparison to the whole film. It was extremely random. I mean, um, I guess it just shows the the brutality of the world and how yeah. um, they've kind of regressed. I mean, and those are the only two other people characters that we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody else. Well, I think it was another another added attraction to make Paul more paranoid. <laughs> yeah, like I think that was just the the authors or the director just put in these little things just to like just add. Little, like, well, and he, yeah, and he questions Will if he because Will's beating the shit out of the other guy, and Paul tells him to move and he wants to shoot him, and Will doesn't want to shoot him. He claims because he wanted to question him, find which out makes it, sense. which makes a lot of sense. There's gonna be a lot of people in the woods waiting, a bigger group somewhere that's woods gonna that, that are gonna ambush. But Paul just wants to eliminate any kind of threat to you know him or his family. But that why are you looking at me like that? I'm not looking. At you. <laughs> I was thinking about woods people. Oh. They're all in the woods. They're like we are woods people. But that's how it would. That's how it would be. That's the scary thing about if anything happened is like society would just we be complete. <laughs> I just picture the lady from Twin Peaks with the log that carries around the log. Never watched, Never watched Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. No. No. Oh my god! And it's the worst theme song too I like it's the amazing theme song. are you oh kidding God. me the no. music in that show is amazing it, yeah. that, no. that opening song sucks because <laughs> as dorky as i am i have like the 100 greatest 
TV theme songs on my phone, and when that comes on, it drives me fucking nuts. Oh, it's, yeah. Dum, dum. <laughs> it just it's so it. weird because it's like very soap opera. It is themed, and then yet the the show itself is insane. Like I mean, it is literally. I mean, it's David Lynch, so yeah. he's. Uh, you know. You've never seen it, right? I've uh, seen you, episodes, but I've never you need to watch it. it. You would love you it. You watch it? I've tried to watch, watch it, it like three no. times. Like I've started the first one, and I get to the point where they're like they find the body, and then they go to the station or something, and then I'm like, eh, no, no, it gets no. so much better. I, just watch I mean, it gets so weird and freaky, but there's just so much other many other things to watch. You know, like Magnum, <laughs> Murder, Murder she, wrote. she Wrote. Yeah, I can't waste my time with MacGyver. fucking Twin Peaks, MacGyver. <laughs> oh yeah, just so many good things. But uh, anyway, so we we fast forward and Paul is coming back with the truck. Travis sees him. He's like, Mom, Mom, Papa's home. Papa. And <laughs> he's okay. Papa's okay. And they he's run out. Home. But even mom, they got goats. They have yeah, they have goats, chickens, chickens, chickens food, because they want to do a trade. He says they'll do a yep. trade, and and that's when uh, Sarah, before they went, was like, "Look, we can just have them come back here. The more people, the the more secure we can make the house. Yeah, because if already, they found us, other people can find us. Yeah, and they already said they already know where they live. So what's to say they're not going to come back and you know raid the house? Anyways. Right, right. Um, so they meet. We get them families to meet. We've got. Uh, this is when she finds out his name's Will, his uh, wife Kim, and what's the Andrew? Is Andrew the little boy? is the little boy. Kind of looked like the kid from Pet Cemetery. Six yes. Sense. I thought yes. same. Yeah, I guess. I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so we meet the family, and now we go into the '80s montage. Everything's happy. happy. They're working together. Come on, get. Right? That'd be the part I mean, oh. That'd be 70s. I said 80s. The 70s montage. montage. Come on, get happy. Yeah. They're cleaning. They're chopping wood. Yeah. They're taking stuff She's showing, down, putting stuff up. Sarah's teaching Kim how to use, like, they, they have, like, a water, water filtration. Yeah, the water filtration. Yeah. And yeah. Andrew's teaching Will how to chop wood. And burn things. And burn things. No, and Will is teaching Travis. Is he? Yeah. Andrew's Will. a little boy. So... <laughs> And at that Travis is teaching Will. <laughs> at that part, <laughs> I can't imagine this. Then the movie would take a different turn if the little boy was like wielding they're a full They're chopping Andrew axe. up. <laughs> and they're all taking turns killing all the kids. What do you think, Dad? Did you notice like Dad looked back yeah. when that was happening? Yeah, he seemed jealous. Yeah, he, he was did, pissed. but I but I was like, but before he kind of had that look, I was like, well, maybe he's thinking, okay, good. There's somebody else that, that can teach my son if something happens jealous. to me. But yes, it was. Jealousy. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it, I think it's it has a lot to do with his, you know, with his trust. I mean, he still didn't trust Will at that point. He never. Uh, he never trusted. You know, so. Oh, and also Travis um, is super creepy because he is a peeping tom. He's a voyeur. He's yeah. A, well, an audio voyeur. No audio. He's I. He has the peephole up in the attic. That he no, looks through the board, no. but the no, 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 that's no, his no, eyeball. That, no, that's to look no. outside. Yeah, yeah, the father He's had not... that too to watch to watch Will yeah. as he was tied up to the tree, but yeah. but Travis will go into the attic, the attic and, and listen, listen below to, to uh, well, the, he listened will, to his Kim parents. Andrew, he listened yeah. to his parents. The one after the night after they killed Grandpa, 
he was up there listening. Yeah, he's bored. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. That's his entertainment. What else is he going to do? And he only voyeurs. Color. Spank it. He could, yeah. Which we we had, you know, a little conversation. Questioning, questioning if that's if he did he or if he was throwing, throwing But I think we've seen at the end <laughs> yeah. that he was throwing up. He was up. vomiting. But uh, he, you know, so, so. if he was throwing up then. Then that means he's probably he had been infected for a while, so he probably had infected I everybody. Think, no, I think that he was throwing up because he just saw his father fucking kill a I woman so. and a kid. I think a lot of his dreams were reality, like him seeing his grandfather puking blood. I think he was there. I think he went in the night and saw his grandfather when he was sick. When he was that like day, he wasn't supposed to, and he to. got infected. Yeah. Well, no, because he did that like. <gasps> thing uh earlier too not after they killed the family but like a scene earlier he had yeah done but what that. was prior to when that? we thought he could be masturbating yeah yeah after you know before he saw um kim in the kitchen without a bra on and he stared at her boobs you remember that like yeah, right before I, I that do. i didn't know if there was something else though that... No, he just went in. Well, he had had a bad dream where he was puking yes. up black stuff. Yeah. And then he went in the bathroom and he did the... <laughs> yeah, I guess, Mike, that it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of... So kinda... he had probably been infected all Because you along. know... Yeah, you know his father was like, stay the fuck away from Gramps. Like... Yeah. Yeah. You, we don't go near him. Yeah. And, and, and he had a diseased dog. We don't know that. <laughs> I we know don't it. know that. I, I know mean, it for a fact that dog was full of disease. I, I'm kind of going with Mike that it was probably something went after him. Maybe something that like you think passes the disease or whatever. But but I like, mean, I'm not saying it's just dogs, but like in a lot of uh, historical you know um, events in terms of disease spread, animals always can be immune to disease. It can be always just a human disease huh. i mean yeah i mean you have the flu and your dog's laying with well, your company it's just on his flu. fur it could be a carrier anyway yeah but do you see the one point i can't remember what had happened or no it was right after the dog went missing and travis was upstairs and he was drawing like creepy things in the woods mm-hmm. like whoa yeah those little skeleton oh things. geez yeah. this is like fucking children of the corn with the little girl who were drawing like the dragons burning He's down the corn the... yeah <laughs> Oh, I, didn't even, no. I, I didn't even pay attention to what yeah, he was drawing. Yeah, what he was drawing. Oh, yeah, I was waiting he for was him. Drawing to, creepy I told stuff. you someone was going to draw something creepy as soon as they busted out those crayons. Yeah, yeah. That he was going to. I was trying to see at the towards the end when um, his mother was sitting on the bed and there were the. Or no, it was it was um, it was his father was sitting. Paul was sitting on the bed. You could see there were two pictures. But I couldn't really make out what they were, what they looked like, because he had them hung up on next to the, next to the bed that he was completing. So I didn't know, you know, what kind of pictures he was actually drawing. If yeah. he was actually predicting something that he did see, because let's let's admit it. I mean, he was what came at night. Like he was always around every single That's night. That's true. Oh my awake. gosh, you're so smart. He was always there. He was the thing that came at night. I mean, something He's creeping had to... around, having nightmares, and walking around. Yeah. And he was predict like he was living what the- with the disease the entire time. Yeah, that's what I think too. So, so I mean, just because his grandfather died in a day and a half, it I just, mean, maybe because well, he was yeah, younger. yeah, exactly it took that longer. or yeah, just maybe grandpa had it longer and didn't say anything. You know, grandparents, older people, they well, get right. they hide shit when they're not feeling good. They don't want to bother nobody. But also, we don't know. They didn't. No one again. No one knew the course of the disease. No one knew how it was transmitted. So with so much unknown, we don't know how long it takes. Really, yeah. 
it well, even the film. even like the flu, they always say like young children and, and older adults, like people our age and younger, they can handle it better. But you know, so maybe it's something like that where uh, it just affects them quicker. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that's why we have Mike here. We should have mm-hmm. him here to explain every movie to us. Yeah, well, no, I just like what happened. <laughs> I just no, I, I don't just, remember. I think what? Too deep into these things sometimes, but it's just. Um, I, I mean, I also speaking of all the voyeur stuff that we talked about, the peeping tom stuff, like. I just always think whenever I see it, like the eyeball is so psycho. I mean, that was a <laughs> straight cut from Psycho when yeah. they zoomed in on his eyeball through the thing. I'm just like, all right, well, there's the nod to Hitchcock. Every every horror movie has it. So I don't know. Huh. You know when That's... Norman Bates looks through the wall. Yeah. At the lady. His glory hole. Yeah. Yeah. He is? has Basically. a hole. He has a hole behind one of the pictures. He just slides. He but there's a famous shot of um, it just zooms in and it's just his eyeball and it zooms right out and it's the same shot. I mean, there's so many horror movies that copy that look and then the same thing of the sh- like the way they shoot the shadow for the shower scene is in so many horror movies. You'll see it consistently. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. I've watched Psycho like a million times. I've, I've done so I've many papers I've never seen the whole it. thing. I would like, I'd, I'd watch it. I mean, it, but... yeah, if you want to do an episode on Psycho, I would love to. Cause let's, I've not, done... let's not fucking jump the gun. No one said we're inviting you back anyways. We can do an episode on Psycho. Mike. I like Psycho. We should watch both of them. The no, I will not the watch the new one. The new one is so them. bad. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. The, one, the, the only one that I remember seeing the whole thing was like, I think, three where he calls into the... I mentioned that in an earlier episode where he... Where Norman calls, I think he's driving or something, or he calls like a radio station. Maybe that's like, two. I don't know. I've only seen the original. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's yeah, like I, probably 80s or something. I remember seeing that one, but yeah, we could do that one. We could watch Psycho. That's probably like a really slow burn. Oh, no, it's, no not. it's fantastic. It's a very short movie, too, but it's actually it's pretty intense. Is it under an hour? No, it's, I think it's a little over, like an hour and ten. I'm sold. An hour and fifteen. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. You'll like it. It's good. We'll it's definitely do it. There's some great great things in that movie, but... So Anyways, where are we? So we're um, we're they talking about... Back. They were all happy. Oh, yeah, then... the happy... We had the montage. <laughs> yes. What was the song? Oh, and then I remember what happened. When the happy the straw that broke the happiness was when um, Paul was sitting with Will and they were having a drink. And, oh, yes, um, yes. All of a sudden, he... Paul's asking about what Will did before, and he said he was a mechanic and did some, you know, jobs here and there and whatnot. And he goes, well, you, your dad raised you? And he goes, yes. And he goes, I was an only child. And before, when um, Paul had questioned Will, he said that he was living at his brother's house. So Paul, immediately you could see the suspicion grow on his face, and he's like, well, it's going to be a funny question, but, you know, I had asked you before where you were living, and you said you were living at your brother's house, and Will kind of goes, oh, yeah, you know, we were living at my brother-in-law's house. It was my my wife's uh, brother, and he just grown to be a brother after that time, and you could see that although it was a good excuse, I guess, it um, it didn't calm any of the fear. No, it was out. actually when things started to break down yeah. from yeah. that point on, and as a viewer, I think they want you to... To think that there's something, and we never really find out if there's something—an ulterior motive. Yeah, like, it, yeah. like yeah. I think that's the, the what they want you to think is that there may be another group. Or like I'm thinking, okay, they're kind of infiltrating, right? They're they're in there. They've sold them this bill of bullshit, but yeah. they're going to take it over, and that's what they do, or something. You know, like, but 
in reality, maybe they just were. Well, they yeah, just wanted trying to, to survive, survive their, with their family. Well, that's the thing I was thinking of. It's like it's a different perspective of like those horror movies where you see like usually the victims that are brought in and you know they think it's a nice and happy place, and all of a sudden things start going wrong, and you realize that where you are is this horrible place, and this family that you're with is this paranoid freaks, and they're doing all these horrible things, and then that's when they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. But you know, it's kind of like the different perspective of it. Like they were the victims in all of this where the family was that crazy psycho family that was, you know, out to get, not necessarily out to get them, but were, you know, overtaken by their paranoia. Right. Yeah. Because he kind of, it's like he's letting his guard down, but yet still paying attention to everything. Well, instantly one little thing just brings his guard back to high alert. Yeah. 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 Um, So I don't know if this is, if that's even before or after, but there's, we have where they're outside, um, I don't know if they were stacking or whatever they were doing, but the dog starts barking. That was after. Okay, well, Stanley yeah. starts barking. We'll go to that. Where Stanley starts barking, he clearly sees something in the woods. Yeah. They pan out to the woods. I see a stump again. Like, I thought that's what he was barking at. Like, maybe, fuck, Stanley's like like me. He thinks a stump is a monster. Because <laughs> they kind of show something in the distance. And, um, so they show nothing. They the show nothing, stuff. and the dog gets away because the dad is trying to calm him down. And the dog bites him, and he and he gets away, and runs after whatever it's it sees or senses out there. And so then Travis, of course, is going after the dog, running after the dog. You know, it's that stupid kid moment in a horror yeah, movie where you're like, "What are you doing? Yeah. You can't do that." And that's what Dad's saying, but Dad's tripping over shit well dad's yeah, got a bad great. knee too he's got a bad knee yeah you can tell he's, yeah. he, he has an ace bandage around his oh, knee fucking a. um <laughs> um but yes I'm, so he, i'm almost wondering if that was a natural blooper in the film that they kept <laughs> because it was such a natural fall yeah. that i was like holy shit yeah he when he actually took a tumble he took a tumble yeah it, it did look it did look pretty real yeah. um or great great acting there yeah, yeah. good job buddy <laughs> Whatever job, your buddy. name is, Paul, mean dad guy. We've seen him a lot, but I don't know what. And uh, I but, can't remember anything yeah, I've yeah. seen him in, but I've seen him in so many. I, you know what I saw him in was that uh, fuck that movie with that fucking actor I can't stand, but I think Mike Colin loves him. Farrell. No, not him, the other asshole, um, <laughs> Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. You don't like Johnny Depp? No. What's that movie where he's a gangster? Oh, um, Black Mass. Fuck Black, Black Mass. Mass. Yeah. yeah. This this guy You didn't that, like that movie? No, it was okay except for him. But uh, <laughs> he was the main character. Yeah, I know. They could have picked someone better. <laughs> he was great. He, he was okay. Great he was okay. Um but that was the guy he was he was in Black Mass, the the father, Paul. He was the cop. Yeah. The dirty cop yeah. in that movie. Um Wow. Anyways, they, they he catches the dog where he hears him barking up at the top of a ridge and then it just go silent but he thought he heard something else yeah there was like a weird noise yeah now bill is ready to go investigate right yeah and paul doesn't want him to so again like you know you're getting the mixed signals from the see now like i would want to investigate i would be not me get the fuck in the house the thing you're not supposed to do because i'd be like i want to see what the problem is (laughs) like i want to see what's causing all this this uh horror in our world yeah. yeah, I guess it's more that fear of the unknown, so I guess you want to see what you're up against at yeah. least, right? But, uh, Plus, I would want my dog back. Yeah. Yeah, I'd run after my dog. Are we talking about Susie running after or Higgins? <laughs> Susie, Which one are we talking Susie about? Susie ran after. Because Susie... Susie's the one that would do it. All right, I might try it. Nah, probably not still. I love <laughs> her, but I'm getting back to the house. Like, bit Higgins, I think he'd still be barking. 
Yeah. <laughs> in their ear. He, he's a big like, baby. Fine, get out of here. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so uh, that happens, and then we we're back in the house. I don't know what happens after this. this is what happens. We kind of forget the sequence. Um, Travis got upset. They oh, had like drawing. it's okay. Yeah, and yeah, drawing and, creepy shit. And the dad comes in his room, says says goodnight, and says, "Look, we'll go first daylight. We'll go yeah. look for the dog." And then that night, noise. We hear something. The no, door no, no, no. is open. No, yeah, he well, finds this, Andrew first sleeping right, on the ground. Right, yeah. right. So kind of what you referenced, Mike, you know, with... So Travis is up again. Yeah. Walking around the house. Yeah. Being his usual voyeur self. Yeah. He's in the attic listening. Yeah. Um, and then he finds uh, Andrew yeah. uh, laying in the in the room. in the On the floor. On the in floor. his grandfather's, grandfather's room. grandfather's yeah. room. Yeah. So he takes, them, takes Andrew back to the, the bedroom yeah. and then stumbles upon... Um, the front some door kind of is noise, yeah. and uh, he runs back to mom and dad's room. And yeah, and, and then uh, chaos ensues where yeah. they find the dog uh, yeah. laying in a pool, pool of blood. blood. And um, then the question becomes: Who opened the door? How did the dog get in there? And that's when we start uh, some a little more chaos than what mm-hmm. we've seen for the rest of the film. So obviously, it was Travis who opened the door. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's Travis. I don't think it was Andrew. Um, I mean, like I said, from the beginning, Travis has been consistently up every single night. He consistently dreams of going through that door. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, that yeah. door is the is the entrance, and it is his exit, technically, at the end, because the last thing he sees before we see him off the screen is him walking through that door. That's true. Back to his grandfather. I yeah. mean, that was his biggest moment was, yeah. you know, when, he, when his grandfather died, he went upstairs in his room, he laid down, the first thing he looked at was his grandfather. Yeah. Um. There was a port. You know. There's a picture of him and his grandfather right there. So. It's... But but clearly then that like the sickness he has no recollection that it's that it you know like there's that he doesn't have that absolutely. separation. No, absolutely, and I, it could be like a like a delirium that he that he's living in. Right, because he we separate the families. Well, the the families get together at the table and are having a discussion of what happened, and you have Will and Kim being Kim especially being very defensive like. That her son is being accused of possibly opening this door. Which, when they first, when the families first met, Paul sets down some ground rules too. You yeah. Know, we don't go out at night. We don't. We go out in groups, and the doors are always shut when we're in a house, and I have the keys. So it's a How'd big. How the dog get in though? Well, yeah. like Mike, he probably went Let and looked the for the dog. I think he went to fu- look for the dog and found the dog. Uh, My yeah. biggest problem with that whole conversation was that, and this is just like maybe just a little loophole, but. The fact that he carries the keys around his neck, but the doors are all deadbolts. Yeah. So, like, why would you have keys to a deadbolt? Because well, maybe like... the front door is not a deadbolt. No, there's a deadbolt. Was there a deadbolt? Yeah. Maybe there's also a lock. Just a continuity maybe. error as far as... Yeah, just trying to I think show... they were just trying to focus on the fact that they keep these this this room locked. I yeah. Mean, it's, yeah. A, it's an isolation room. And that point. these are the rules that you have to stand yeah. by to, to stay here. Like, I have the key or my wife. That's it. Nobody else has access to that so um yeah so they had that conversation and there's the a little bit of you know they're thinking that that uh, andrew did it but andrew can't remember the mom asked and andrew and he's like i don't know but the kid, he, how old do you think andrew like was five. he said he was oh no never mind sorry no i was thinking no i was thinking about no, travis i was I like oh he said he was 17 yeah no yeah. He, i think he's about five years old yeah i mean yeah. he's like i don't know but i mean you get this kid getting he's sitting there at a table with with parents that are clearly you can feel i'm sure tension. the kid can feel the tension uh of the parents so he's like i don't know i don't remember 
what happened because he and he's like does he sleepwalk no but she's like he's not big enough to get the door open no yeah. and so they agreed they should separate the families because paul's thinking the kid's fucking sick right well yeah. yeah it doesn't matter they could say anything under the sun they could you know show that he's not sick and paul would still think that he was sick yeah. that's just the way that you know right we've seen how paul reacts to things right so at the table they agree to separate into their own rooms take food and water for a few days to, to not merge the families and when they get in the room paul says to travis like hey you know is, there, is that exactly what happened, right? Something like to yeah. that degree. And, yeah. and you can see, like, Travis is upset by it. Like, so it's that delusion or whatever where the sickness, he can't decipher the difference of what's, you know, a dream or what he's really doing. So he thinks that's what happened. He's like, that's the truth. Oh, yeah. And then Paul keeps saying, well, did you touch Andrew? Did you touch Andrew? And he's like, well, yeah, I touched his hand and I walked him back. So immediately, I don't know. That's the thing that got me because he's like, well, then he's already infected. If you think that, you know, Andrew's infected, then your son's infected because he had his hands all over Andrew. Right. And he questions this Travis. Like yeah. the next day, how are you? Well, feeling? then Travis in the middle of the night sneaks out and goes and listens again. Yeah. And he hears Will and Kim saying that they are going to leave. Well, yeah, and he hears Andrew all upset. Andrew upset, upset. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he wakes up his parents, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he yep. says they're going to leave. I think I think Andrew's infected. And that's what starts the whole shit hitting the fan. In like a 10-minute time span. Yeah. Eh, it's about 20. I paused uh... to check. Because Nicole's like, <laughs> yep, they're going to kill the whole family. And that's going to be it. I'm we like, have well, 13 no, minutes there, left. There can't be that much. There's got to be longer because we have too much time left for, for this. And you're like, oh, we're going to have a showdown, which... We Which did. family survives? Yeah, we did have the uh, dun, dun, dun. Um, so yeah, so so <laughs> Paul and Sarah basically talking, and it's her idea, right, that they can't let them leave. Yeah, no, they yeah. know. Yeah. They know where yeah. they live. They even both if agree. even if they let give them supplies, the fair supplies, like they know where they, they are. Like, what happens if they run back. out? Yeah. yeah, they've run out. They're going to come back, and so what's so they their basically choice? have decided at that point they're going to kill them. Yeah, because yeah, because they, yeah, they can't let them leave. Yeah, because they didn't. They don't come out and say that. But what else are they gonna do? Yeah, but they, and they start suiting up. Suit it up. Suit it up. Get it on. They got their rubber mat, the rubber gloves on. They got their gas masks on, and she's got like a rifle, rifle of sorts. He's got his his pistol. He had a rifle. Did he? Oh, yeah. yeah, he had a rifle too. Oh, but yeah. that, but he set that down when he knocked the door. But he had his hand on his gun. Yeah. Yeah. Because he find because Will's like no 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 everything's fine he's not sick it's fine you said we shouldn't interact and everything and he's like no man I really would feel better if I could see your son I want to see make sure he's okay and he finally Will agrees to it but he but says close your eyes close his, your eyes yeah, Andrew which is a tell and uh, did he tell him before he opened the door yeah it's a tell but is it it is I don't think he, it could be it but could is it be. that's no. that's the biggest thing so. I mean, that's that's the paranoia that us as the viewers see. Are feeling. I was paranoid, but yeah. we. Yeah. But he yeah. doesn't say that yet. He doesn't say that. No. Until, she says he does not his say eyes. no. He, he does says not keep say him close quiet. His eyes until he gets him in the corner and points a gun at his face. Yeah, you hear then him he say says, behind the door, "Keep him quiet." You hear that, but then when the door opens and and Will and and Paul oh, are and face to face, uh, Will quickly pulls the gun, puts it to his head, and tells him to get his hand off the gun because. Paul's got his hand on the gun, basically he's going to shoot him anyways. And so he brings him in the room, tells him he's going to quote. That's when he tells 
Andrew to close your eyes. And now is it because of the sickness? He doesn't want to or see him sick. But at that point, Will knows shit's gonna, going south anyways. Yeah. Or it's because he doesn't want his son to see him potentially shoot somebody in the face. And Will right. says, all we want to do is leave. And they're like, mm, sorry. Nope, not happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Because it's, it's, again, playing on that, like, are they really infected? Are they not infected? Are they just paranoid? Like, it's, you know. And again, to play devil's advocate, I mean, there was a little line in there where, um, you know, where between the dynamic of Will and Paul and who is lying, who's telling the truth, uh, you know, Will had a gun that he hid. That gun was not locked up. I mean, Paul asks him, where did you get that gun? Yeah. And that's, again, just another point that they're trying to make, like, well, who do you trust? Nobody. Because really, in this world that they're living in, you have to be Paul. Well, yeah. and Paul tells Travis. And you have to be Will because he had the gun hidden because he knew things could go south. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. Paul tells Travis after the log splitting scene and everything, and he's like, yeah, I really like him. And he's like, yeah, but just don't, don't trust him. Don't, just yeah, him. you can't trust anyone but your yeah. family. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so now we get to the scene where basically, um, uh, you know, Paul's getting walked down the stairs by Will, and uh, Kim and Andrew are, are following first down the stairway to get their supplies and leave, and Sarah corners Will with a gun, and is, there's basically, again, another showdown mm-hmm. as to who's going to drop the gun first. Um, and then, of course, as they start panning in on Paul, I'm like, oh, God, he's going to try and go for the gun. gun. Yeah. See, I thought I thought uh, when, the, when, when Bill said, or Will said to uh, Sarah, we'll count to three and we'll both put our guns down, I'm thinking, at this point, this is when he's going to shoot her. Like, I no, because thought... you know what? Will's family wasn't as paranoid as Paul's family. Yeah, and that was their biggest pitfall. Yeah. Because they, you know, they, they followed a family. I mean, in all honesty, like, Will, Will was, like, understanding about what happened to him, but at the same token, you know, I think that's, you're right, why he brought the gun, because, mm-hmm. I mean, Paul didn't hesitate to knock him out, tie him to a tree, gag him, and leave him out there for right. 24 hours. So, this, you know, the family is clearly, you know, they're very, they're very paranoid, they're very yeah. prepared, they obviously have witnessed this before, mm-hmm. you kind of have that feeling that they've lived through this, I mean, yeah. you know, Will... Will brings up uh, when they have their conversation about who did what, uh, Paul talks about living in the city and how he grew up in the city. And so, you know, I think that dynamic, even just thinking about that and the fact of what was he a teacher in the city? Did he experience this and escape this? Does he know how to be prepared? Where Will is more like, yeah, I kind of moved into the city. I'm not really familiar with like tight spaces, crowds, fighting for my own, because that's that city mentality. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, you we live down there. You guys live there now in Buffalo. Yeah. You kind of have to adapt to where you are mm-hmm. constantly, at least that's how I was when I when we lived there, and I didn't like that, where I was constantly, um, everybody felt to be a threat. You know, yeah, you know, I mean, that's I think how the, I, that's how I looked at it. So yeah. No, I mean, I mean you know, but and that is true, because really, I mean, in the suburbs, in the country, wherever, if it's not the city, it's not ridiculously populated. So you know and, everybody already. Like, and you're, you're also friends. not crowded. I mean, there's that threat of, I mean, we have, like, we were talking about the wasp problem next door. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, we have problems that are in our immediate area. And where you're, like, in the suburbs, you know, you have a neighbor, whatever, but it's not nearly as bad as, like, houses being on top of two feet much. apart from each right. other. I mean, right. Yeah, we are literally less than five feet from the house next to us, yeah. so. Yeah. So, yeah. 
But so then, uh, yeah, they go down the stairs and Paul wrestles the gun from Will, uh, knocks Will out again. <laughs> and <laughs> we see again the the famous wheel, wheelbarrow <laughs> scene yeah, where... Yeah, but no pillow. No, no pillow. pillow yeah, for comfort. Yeah, Will you doesn't know. get the... You're he being a dick. You, you don't bump. get a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> or you can get Grandpa's disease pillow. Yeah. Oh, so and then we kind of move again to the uh towards the end of the film where um you know Paul decides that they cannot regardless of his face getting beaten by Will um Sarah finally pulls the trigger and kills, and kills well but fi- wounds yeah him. wounds him and then it leads to his death yeah. and then um and she was, but she was, she was hesitant about it. She was yeah. extremely hesitant, you know. And she went into it knowing what they were going to do, but then it seemed like there was the regret because, you know, Kim is holding Andrew, pleading with them to just let him go. And I'm sure there's that motherly thing. She, you know, she sees that she wants to protect her kid. She wants to. That's why they're doing this. They want to protect their kid. Basically, is why they're doing this. Travis, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of a tense part of the movie where you're just like shit what yeah the fuck? because what? will gains the upper hand for a little bit and then he gets shot yeah <laughs> what yeah. was he beating his face in was it like a rock or something i, I thought, thought it was the butt of the, the pistol gun. oh yeah all right yeah 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 he was splitting him open pretty yeah good. he was wailing on him pretty hard yeah but he didn't shoot him he could have shot him he could have yeah you know like but that just shows token, like that he's not but will did that before yet. again he tried to beat in. He was beaten in the face of that guy and because did not want to kill him. Because he's not there yet, where he's yeah. at the point where I'm just going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. just eliminate the it's threat right me. away. Yeah, he's more like maybe there's still some hope. Yeah. Like I'll beat the shit out of you. Not then I'll get up and you'll be like, all right, man, I'm sorry. Right. That yeah. kind of yeah mentality of it. But yeah, so Sarah shoots him. Um, like you said, Mike, he doesn't die right away, but then Kim runs with Andrew, Kim runs with Andrew and Paul's got the gun and, and he he's shoots. just, he knows he's got to do it. And he, and he shoot, takes doesn't a shot, have to do he it. takes the shot and you, then you, this part sucked. Yeah. You know, especially he takes being a, a parent, it's a movie, the but it's little boy, yeah. just like, uh, walking dead in the comic book when they shoot Lori through the baby, yeah. but they shoot, they shoot, uh, at Kim through Andrew, it doesn't hit Kim; it just kills yeah, the boy. Yeah, and she's screaming, yeah, about killing her baby, and just uh, kill me already, and then bang. He and does. then and then Will or Paul yeah. picks the gun up and Doesn't takes her out. Her. Like, yeah. dude, really, like that point. What are you gonna do? Just like be like, you know what? Fuck it. Come just on back go. in. Yeah, sorry. You know, we'll have some, made a big we'll, mistake. We'll make like something to eat. Gotta finish it. It's all good. Like you kind of yeah. have to at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, because if you and then if you let her go, she'll come back. Vengeance. It'll vengeance. be a different movie. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta <laughs> shoot her. But 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 Travis is right there when he sees all this happening. Yeah. And Even he was directed to stay inside. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, good yeah Travis doesn't listen well. No. Typical teenager. Typical teenager. We say this all the time on this show. Ours is fifteen and he doesn't listen well. He doesn't listen well. He says, What's the big deal? Travis probably would have came out and said that. What's the big yeah. deal? No. Travis seemed a little he was an unrealistic teenager yeah. because he was a movie teenager. A and they're never Yeah, they're never really like reality. Yeah. Um so yeah, the the Will Kim and Andrew family, they're dead. Dead they're family. Done. And uh we we go into the house, right? Yeah. And we see Travis sick. jerking off slash throwing up. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, we're a pretty bit sure he's throwing up at this point, but who knows? Um, he's throwing up nothing. Yeah. I was waiting for something he's to come out. He's dry even. Yeah, it made me feel yucky. 
yeah, it makes me think of the days <gasps> when I used to really drink. <laughs> and I'd wake up the next day just, and like, no, you just like, I just want fucking puke to come out to feel better and nothing. And then you start getting strained and you're nuts. And you're, it was awful. Yes. I hated those Can't days. say I've ever been there. Oh, man. Well, I, I certainly hope not. I'm sorry, Mike. But, um, you don't know what I'm into. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Travis. <laughs> but uh, so then we uh, we find out this is when we find out that Travis is sick. He does, he does have the sickness. Mike had predicted it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Mike clearly pays way more attention to these, these, <laughs> these movies than we do. Yeah, so uh, Travis, you know, has this, like, inception-like dream where he sees his grandfather again. He walks into the room. He throws up. His grandfather throws up. He wakes. He starts throwing up. He wakes up with lesions on his fingers, his arms. He wipes them off. He wakes up. And then finally, we f- we see him laying there with lesions all over his face um, and basically on his deathbed, again, yeah. hallucinating of himself, um, strolling around the house. In the middle of the night, and uh, and and the mom says it's okay, let go, and that's when we see him walk through that door. You said, yeah. and that's again, he's letting go the death door to the go, death to go door. through the, the door. And the mom doesn't have a mask on because you know. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, because at we, this point, and it's your kid. Yeah, you know, you're probably like that's why we're living now, anyways. At yeah. this point, I mean, yeah. And uh, we then we get to see Sarah and Paul sitting at the table staring at each other. Paul's beat the shit up. Mike claims he has lesions. His eye, we rewinded, his eyes do look a little dark. I'll his eyes are black. He yeah, has, he has a black. sickness. So we're yeah. assuming that do. mom and dad definitely have the sickness and they're just kind of looking at each other like this is it. Yeah, right? like, yeah. I mean, all that death, all that destruction that they've caused. For nothing. Uh, to, for save, nothing. to save nothing. Yeah. It all ended up. You know, they didn't avoid what they were hoping to avoid anyways. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Because their son was the one that spread it. He was. But, again, you know, um, I, I, you know, as a parent, you, that's what you would do. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to do anything to protect your kid. Yeah. So. And, you know, it's, it's funny. And, I mean, it, I get this, too. Like, I mean, this is going to sound gross, like, at work. But, um, like, when you take care of patients and they're, like, shitting or pissing their brains out. Like, the parent, like, because I work on a pediatric floor. I mean, the parents don't put on gloves to clean up their kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't, you know, do any of that kind of stuff. You know, so, like, but me, I'm, you know, gowned up, gloved up, like, yeah. up to the tip of my nose, like, cleaning up these kids that are, you know, full of, you know, piss and shit. Whereas, you know, it's not... It's different when you're a parent. Yeah. It's totally different when you're a parent. Yeah. That connection. Yeah. So, overall. Fades to black and uh, credits. So, would you guys recommend this movie? Oh, yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I just want to bring up my little list here. That yes, I bring up your yeah. list. Yes, oh yes. My so, God. Um, so, so as much. I, <laughs> so when I talk, when we when I looked at the disc earlier, when I told you guys it was a a twenty four that uh, was one of the studios for this movie, um, it started making me think. And oh, it's getting late. I know, I can't read it anymore. Um, and it made me start thinking. And like a lot of the films that a twenty four puts out, these horror films, they're very like very strange films. So like their first film that came out was The Witch. Oh, okay. Um and it got really bad reviews because it was such a different type of horror. Oh, I liked the witch. Um yeah, and a lot good. of people got it was one of the most 
it was one of the biggest films that people actually got up and walked out of the theater. Really? Just because of the English? Just, the no, I don't think it was or... so much the English. I think people were expecting something different because huh. even if you watch the trailer to this film, like it's nothing like the film itself. Like it's that's true. The the trailer makes it seem like it's a fast burn, but it's not. Yeah. Um, but a, one thing that I've seen and like one overarching thing. I mean, we talked about the green room. It's another uh, another A twenty four movie. We did that one for the podcast. Um, is this yeah. sense of both isolation and the dynamics between people. So, like, in The Witch, really, there wasn't much of a threat, right? The entire movie, when you're watching, you're watching the woods, you you don't see anything. There's nothing. Right. There's this impending sense of doom for this family that lives in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And in the green room, again, these people are separated. They're isolated. At half the time when they're trying to get out, there's nothing there until the very end when everyone attacks. Right. And then again in this movie, there's nothing there. There's just a virus. And yeah. everyone is just so intense. And it's these this look at family dynamics. I mean, if you look at the like Paul, Sarah, and Travis's relationship with each other, it's very strange. Um, from the very beginning of the movie, I mean, it's not to bring up race, but like, Paul's white, and he's kind of separated from the rest of his family. The way he treats Travis is very, very different from the way if you see uh, Will and Kim treat Andrew. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a different, uh, it's a different aspect of like a, of a father. Like he calls him dad, but he never taught him how to chop wood, how to survive. Uh-huh. And that's, I guess, that's part of Paul's problem when he sees Will interacting is that they didn't. He never taught him that. Like you live out in the woods, you're trying to survive an apocalypse, and you've never taught your son, who's a teenager, how to cut wood, huh. how to survive, how to shoot a gun. He doesn't do any of those things. He kind of just follows around in the background. He's he's timid. He's scared. And Paul doesn't instill that sense of like you need to survive this kind of mentality. Yeah, but that that could also be because um, I probably suffer Sean from that mentality that, yeah. of uh, you know with our 15 year old, I don't teach him certain things, and it's. It's not that I don't want to. It, I, I think in my own way, it's a way of keeping him a kid still. Like, and protecting you know, him. But this, prote- this like, movie would be in a different circumstance. But yeah, like we always yeah, think of worst still, case scenario. Yeah, like he'll chop his foot I, off. I do see that yeah. side of it, but I also, I mean, like I said, I just think that if you actually look back and watch the interactions between, between Paul and Travis, they are very awkward. Yeah. Very awkward. I do you mean, think there, I mean, do you think there's a potential that it's not even his real father then maybe? That's what I'm almost too? thinking. Like, I'm I'm literally almost thinking that because even the fight, like the last straw, when they, when, when Travis overhears Andrew crying, he doesn't wake Paul up. He wakes his mom up first. He goes yeah. to his mother. He grabs his mother's foot. His mother is at his bedside dying. Paul is not on the bedside. He's not there at all. Yeah. He's not present. He's n- he's never there. Whenever Travis has a problem, Paul is never there. It's always his mother. Huh. So it's. Or do you think he thinks his dad's just going to overreact and become more paranoid? I don't think so. I think that there is just this really weird family dynamic. And there was a there was obvi- an obvious attachment to his grandfather. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Which was his mother's father. Right. The pictures, the the the, the flashbacks or whatever of him being right. with his father, which we think maybe secretively. That he was there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll never know unless there's something written somewhere. But right. I mean, yeah, I'll it could be a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll watch a documentary. On we'll it. have we'll, we'll have a little mini recap. Michael, come back. Yeah, it's, Mike's uh, research. I, just, I uh, that's just what I think of because, like in the witch as well. I mean, the family dynamics. I mean, that was the most terrifying part of the movie is that 
this whole family singles out their daughter yeah as you being know, a in satanic the witch, creature the um and, you did you notice the corn was all yes. rotted and that's supposed to make you paranoid and who yeah the ergot and that's the same yeah. thing yeah because the whole movie you have this i mean they, even they the do music, show a witch yeah at the very end well they, and in the middle when it kills the baby yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, there is a witch. There is, but, it, but it's more the paranoid of the paranoia of the family is really what the movie's about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, and even in that film, um, you know, the family is isolated because of their decisions, their choices. Right. Um, you know, they want to stay with the old mindset. They don't want to change. Yeah, and, and they got shunned out of the village. Yeah. Mike, have you ever seen the movie Abattoir? <laughs> no, don't. It's awful. <laughs> Actually, do. No, don't. I want watch you to watch it. it. It's awful. And let us know what you think. But yeah, I just think like I mean that's why I love the studio. I think they they do great things, and um, I just love that that sense. I mean that's why I did enjoy this movie because mm-hmm. it's not your typical horror movie. I guarantee that nine out of ten people who watch it that are horror fans aren't going to like it because there's no monster. There's no. There's monster. no gore. There's no violence. There's not. It's just not like overwhelming gore. No, right but now. it's not. Yeah. There's the not. There's no overt violence. It is that overwhelming sense of tension and paranoia that again, this this studio is fantastic at doing. I mean, the witch. I felt on the edge of my seat the entire time, and literally the very last five minutes is when something happens. Yeah. And it's so anticlimactic that you're just yeah. like, wow, okay, yeah, we kind of knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, they pushed her into that. Yeah. yeah. They did. Yeah. They had to. They forced her. And even in the green room, I mean, the that movie is so good. The, that the was green a great room, movie, yeah. The whole movie is so intense. Yes. But the very end of it, it's just like you're just kind of like, man. Oh, yeah. John was really like stressed that out. Was, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. that was probably one of my favorite movies that we've done was the green room because it's it it, it was it it got your heart racing yeah. and got you you know like the monster shit you know it's like yeah when you get up early in the morning and they come down the basement stairs <laughs> like that's when you get creeped out but it's shit like that. Yeah. Like, even with this movie, like, you know, yes, a disease could happen and it could fuck up society to where shit like this happens more so than, you know, a Freddy Krueger type bullshit. You know what I mean? Freddy Krueger is real. Okay. (laughs) But so, yeah, I mean, I can appreciate this more. That's why I like this movie. It it had like that. It definitely had my heart race. Not like the green room. No. Green room was really, I was like, fuck, man. Fuck. But again, you, you get a whole bunch of strangers put into a room together. People who kind of know each other, like a group of friends, and then a group of basically Nazis um, who are, again, they don't know each other's histories. They don't know each other's past. There's a dead guy on the ground. Girl. 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 Yeah, Yeah, dead girl. That's right. Um, And it's, it's, again, this whole sense of, like, is there trust? Yeah. Can we trust anybody in this world? Is it okay to be too trustful on others no is it too is it is it good for you to not trust anybody well no because it's not going to get you anywhere so really there's no answer i mean that's it's it's an interesting concept for a film it is i mean i sat there for most of the movie because it's uh and just thinking about like the the title of it comes at night and like what is actually it i mean we just talked about seeing it and that's, I mean, they they paint that pretty easily that it is the embodiment of fear in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had a talk about that the other day about um, I, I what I loved about that movie, uh, not to talk too much about it, but was the fact that um, when you you go back to the they they do the whole portrayal from the children's point of view mm-hmm. and how there is this um, really unrealistic fear that the children have. 
And that's what they're scared of. It's not the real fear in their lives, like the girl getting raped by her father right. and beaten, or the the kid who can't leave home because his mother is insane and basically right. thinks he's going to walk into a disease. It's, it's clowns. Well, it's what and, it does. It personifies their fears. But it's it's an to make it's it, an, to... but it's not a real fear. It's a it's an we already talked about this. It's I like know. you we talked about what would it show up like to be to you, and you said sharks. Yeah. I mean, that's an unrealistic a fear. Shark. <laughs> like Jabberjaw walking around? Dang, I'm shing. Yeah, that'd be horrifying <laughs> <laughs> on more levels than one. But I, yeah, so I just, I really liked the way the movie painted that picture. And, and I, at, towards the end, I finally figured out that Travis is what comes at night. Yeah. Um, he's the embodiment of the disease. I mean, he basically spreads all hell throughout the entire movie. I mean, oh, yeah. and he's... he doesn't, I mean, I think part of him realizes that he's sick. When he first throws up, a lot of his facial expressions um, throughout different situations at towards the end of the film, he realizes. I mean, I, I think part of it is delirium, but the other half of it is like when, when he gets questioned um, by Paul, uh, you know, as to, oh, did you touch Andrew, whatever, his face was like, oh my God, oh shit, yeah, I touched Paul, or I touched Andrew. But then the other part of him is like, fuck, I'm sick. I know what's going on. I'm sick. Like, you can tell by looking at his face. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's a, it's a good way to just kind of sit and really, if you really want to sit and think about a film, which is what <laughs> I do because I'm weird. <laughs> I took way too many film classes. But Yeah, me too. I, I never took a film class. Yeah, I didn't go to college, so. <laughs> Clearly, I took a I pornography didn't. class. You did? Oh. I did, yeah. I love seeing. Like, did I know a, that? There was in the 90s. <laughs> I went huh. at the wrong time. Huh. You still have the textbook? <laughs> no. No, it was actually real. It was actually it was like betrayal. a sexual something. I can't remember. Yeah. You, you remember. did have a book in hand. You had to watch a little of... bit of porn in it, though. You did? Yeah, a little bit. Is that uncomfortable? Not super graphic <laughs> porn. It was like older porn, softcore. Like, they didn't yeah. show the wiener. Yeah, they porn. showed the wiener. <laughs> Speaking of porn, have you weird. seen that new show, The Deuce, on HBO? No, that's the I one. Watched I just it. Watched <laughs> a guy at work was just so telling me good. about it. You're gonna love it. He he calls me. Well, whatever. I'm gonna watch it. He calls me over. and He's like, "Did you know they used to use uh, uh, cream of mushroom soup for the money shot?" I'm like, "No, potato soup or whatever." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, yeah, you ever watched The Deuce? And I'm like. What's the deuce? And then he's telling me, like, oh, shit, that's the one with uh, James Franco, my yeah. wife. Boy. Did you watch all of it or no? I did, yeah. There's three yeah. episodes. There's three episodes. Yeah. I just watched the third one last night. Yeah, I'll have night. to watch it. Oh, Fantastic. It's really good. I think it's going to be a great show. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. But yeah. uh, anyways, you got any more notes? No, that was pretty much it. Just talking about family dysfunction dynamics and how much I love A24. Mike brings a sophisticated yeah, spin to that Mike our again, podcast. For sure. Yes, we could call him Professor Mike. Don't call me Professor Mike. <laughs> We're going to have brandy and cigars next time, too. Definitely. Oh, yeah. For and sure. fine women. Fine women? You've got what? to right here. What is wrong with you? Uh, Just edit that part out, Sean. No, I won't. <laughs> this yeah, is no, awesome. I, I don't have any edits. Like, normally, well, I will say the this. The dog usually I will burns. say, like, tonight, watching the movie, like, that's one, like, kind of thing is, like, we always say how we had to stop the movie, like, ten times. Yeah. Like, we stopped, what, three times? That is a, that is a record. Yeah. Yeah, usually yeah. it's at least 10 And it times. was 
I don't think it was maybe they let the dog out once. Put we the had put the to kids bed. to bed. Mike was rude and took a, a phone call from MC's brother. <laughs> yeah, so double whammy. There. He's just like, "Yeah, man, I'll talk to you for a while. What's up?" <laughs> and we're like, "Hey, we're trying to watch at. a movie." Yeah. It was a two-minute conversation. Well, I'm just hanging out, just watching a movie. With my cousin, what's going on? And he's outside. But um, but as far as an edit goes, shit, I shouldn't jinx myself, but this is gonna be pretty easy. Normally, I have about, I think it, I had. 15 fucking spots I had to edit out because of the dog. It was awful. It was awful. But anyways, um, yeah, so it comes at night. I think it was a good movie. Definitely recommend it. I think you guys clearly obviously would would say Definitely a slow burn, though. It it is, but it keeps your interest. I would have liked a monster, though. I am those people. I wanted to see a monster. But it's okay to like monster movies. Some sort of, some more of a, just a glimpse of something Something more palpable, something that yes. was, you could actually like. So if you were, which you weren't, but if you were a Sopranos fan, you wouldn't have liked the ending where it just goes cuts to black. Like you want to see somebody shooting Tony Soprano, right? No, I just wanted to see some hint of monster. You did in the woods. It was a stump. Well, I want to. We got to rewind it. Uh, For yeah, all of you who said have not seen The Sopranos, it is now ruined. Yeah, it, and it, for those of you who haven't seen Spoilers The Sopranos, throughout. tough shit. It ended a, a few <laughs> years ago. should have watched it a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> um, yeah. And Charlie actually gets the chocolate factory as well. Oh, so. he gets the golden ticket. Yeah. Well, he obviously gets the golden ticket, but he gets the factory. Remember Gene Wilder's like, you'll get nothing. Good day, sir. No. No. Uh, Whatever. He was testing him. Yeah, he was. He was testing him to, to see what he would do. And he gave the fucking everlasting gobstopper back. And he was like, hey, mister. And that was the test. Because he could have left with the everlasting gobstopper. Yep. Sold it to the guy with the glasses that was going in the montage of all he the kids getting this, tickets. Though. What's that? He tells Charlie this. Right. I'm just saying. I'm explaining uh, to my wife who clearly has no clue what I'm talking about. I know. I'm just playing dumb. You're doing it well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, so we all like the movie. It's really good. Definitely uh, spend the money, rent it. I think it's on Amazon. It's you can get it from the video store for a dollar ninety five. I paid for it. Yeah. So find the have a video. Find the movie. I bet you if you have cable, which we do not, you probably can rent it on demand. I bet or something. But anyways, cut the cord. We cut the cord. So yeah, saves a ton of money, but. This isn't the Cord Cutters Podcast. This is the Horrified Chicken Podcast. That's right. And uh, Mike, MC, thanks, thanks for coming. Thank you, thank you for having us. Yeah, it was great. And uh, that's going to wrap it up. We'll see you back for Psycho. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. If you would like to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you can find us at Horrified Chicken Podcast. If you have any movie suggestions, anything that might scare Sean really good, or you have feedback on the show, please email us at horrifiedchickenpodcast at gmail.com.